Chapter Eight of Uncle Remus Returns by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Uncle Remus's views on church collections. The Reverend James Henry preaches to a large colored congregation in Atlanta, and he is not only respected by his own race but by the whites as well. He is energetic, persistent, and devout, and in the midst of it all. He manages to keep an eye on Uncle Remus, in whose spiritual welfare he manifests great interest. Uncle Remus is many years older than the Reverend James Henry, and his attitude toward the preacher is one of paternal respect. The old man, however, is accustomed to listen to the lectures of his young friend with an air of listless and patient indifference which, when Uncle Remus's restless and fiery disposition is taken into consideration, is the next thing to dramatic art of a very high order, if dramatic art lies anywhere in the neighborhood of simulation. Recently the two met on a street corner. Brother James Henry was going forth upon a mission connected with the church, while Uncle Remus was gazing anxiously at the cloudy skies. "'Bless you, Brother Remus!' exclaimed the preacher by way of salutation. "'How you come on this mighty long time?' Millin, bruh James Henry, just middlin'. I'm somewhere swixt the poe house and the doctor shop, yet I'm glad from my heart that tain't no us. That's what I tells em all, brother Remus. They ought to be thankful for what they've got. I hope soon to see you workin' in the vineyard, brother Remus. The harvest is waitin' and the labor few. That's so, bruh James Henry. I stands with you dar show. But the most what this old cripple nigger like me can do dish kind of weather is to set down and wait for watermelon time. All the same, Brother Remus, the master's work has got to be done. I ain't spootin' dat, Brother James Henry, and I ain't gwine to spoot it. Cause when I sees you paradin' round and promenadin' up and down with your standin' collar stickin' up and your stovepipe hat a shinin' and your black frock coat a floppin', then it seems like to me I done miss my callin'. How's that, Brother Remus? It's just this way, Brother James Henry. When my bag of meal run dry and my little rasher of bacon disappear from the cupboard, where I gwine get any more cepin' I sail out and scuffle round atter it? And yet, if I was stoopin' uppards in your shoes, Brother James Henry, they ain't can be much of a scuffle. How so, Brother Remus? asked the preacher with an uneasy smile. "'Monsters easy, bruh, James Henry, monsters easy. I'd tend a spiance meetin' like tonight, and let drop a hint, and den I'd tend a prayer meetin' like day out of tomorrow night, and let drop another hint. By Sunday meetin' time, the scheme would be plum ripe, and den I'd rise up and wrap the congregation to order and line out, ye livin' men's come view the ground, and undercover dat, I'd send round the contribution plate, and I'd bound you the next time folks come visitin' round me. They'd be a bag of meal and a rasher of bacon and a jug of lasses in the cupboard. That they would, honey. You doin' us both injustice when you talk in that style, Brother Remus, said the preacher. To the contraries of that, Brother James Henry, responded Uncle Remus. I ain't mixed both of us up in it. I just been tellin' you about the pograns what a no-count old nigger named Remus would a laid out, providin' that his streak of luck had a been the length and breadth of yourin. 
At this point Brother James Henry concluded to change the subject. "'Well, I wish you'd come down to class meeting next Sunday, Brother Remus. A lady from Liberia is expecting to make a little talk. She's at my house now, and you might come down and get acquainted with her.' "'Bless your soul, Brother James Henry. My woman in days is done gone. I seen the time, and tain't been so mighty long ago now, when I just jump at the chance for to call on dis yer lady, and hit a done your heart good for to see me sidlin' round her like blue pigeon on top of the barn. But that time done pass and gone. Ain't dis yer lady, continued the old man, ain't dis yer lady got a scription paper along with her? I don't know if she ain't, Brother Remus, replied Brother James Henry, after a pause. Ahia! Dat what I allowed. She got a scription paper, and she hailed from some society nur, way off yon what nobody ain't never yet talkin', and she'll get up dar before you all, with her bouquet and coffee weeds and pepper pods, and she'll natly entrance you with the niceness of that country. And then, lo and beholds, by and by, she'll outwit that scription paper, and she'll up and say that, being as how dem folks cross there gettin' on mighty poly with the coffee weeds and the pepper pods, she hope and trust that everybody'll fling in something if tain't nothin' but a trip. And then, Brer Rassels'll slap his hand to his jaw and raise the tune, and the money'll rattle and jingle and the next town what dat lady strike, she'll hit it with a brand new bonnet. No use to tell me, Brer James Henry, I done been dar. I done been seasoned with em. Brother James Henry here consulted an immense silver watch, while Uncle Remus went on. No, Brer James Henry, if you see dat lady and she acts atter me by name, you up and tell her dat I santa howdy, but don't go no fudder. Just take your stand pon dat. Then, if she taken pressed question, take off your hat and tell her dat whilst you was roaming round, you met up with a old nigger what got more gray hairs than he is money. And dis old nigger he upped and loud he did dat if tain't no fudder from the meetin' house to the chicken coop in dat Liberia's country than what tis in dis yer United State of Georgia. Then there's lots of trouble all round the world. Gear dat and let her go. As the preacher, smiling in spite of himself, turned to go forth upon his mission, he was followed by the sonorous voice of Uncle Remus. Put my name in your prize, Brother James Henry. End of Uncle Remus's Views on Church Collections.